Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Contract Commander Podcast. I'm Mike Almond, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Alex Lapp. Alex, what's up, man? Well, not too much, Mike. Uh, I'm excited to say that we're going to be doing a, another live deck building yeah. on the air. Howdy, so howdy. tell me about it. Who? What is this for? What is? What are we doing? Well, here's the thing. Uh, we're we're doing uh, another deck tech, and we're also doing a public service announcement. Uh, I think an animal that gets a uh, bad rap is snakes. So we are going to do group <laughs> hug snakes here. Uh, thanks to an email from Timothy Pike. Uh, they say, hello, I recently found the podcast and have almost made it through all the episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Appreciate that, Timothy. Yeah, nice. Um, I love your content. I have a question for you guys. I don't have a group hug deck, and I want to build one. I was thinking Zyrus, the writhing storm. I was just wondering if you guys had some insight on good pieces slash win cons for a group hug deck. I don't know where to start, but I'm very excited to try it out. Well, Timothy, not only are we going to go ahead and roll into uh, you know, win cons for a deck like what you're talking about in a group hug deck in particular, but I think Alex and I got kind of excited at the idea of building another deck live, so... We're doing that. We're going to build a Zyrus deck, the social contract version of uh, Zyrus. So Absolutely. I'm pretty excited about this. That, that is really exciting. And to remind our listeners, uh, when we say that we're building it live, obviously, this is a pre-recorded uh, tape, so yeah. we're not doing it like live on stream. And uh, all the same, we're doing this as, as uh, extemporaneously as we possibly can. The, yep. the only stuff that I have prepared here is a bare bones spreadsheet that has some basic scryfall search terms of things that we might care about in our colors and from these various search terms we're going to basically uh use our deck building wit our experience and, and <laughs> pluck cards that we think would work good with Zyrus from uh, from the ether and i'm really excited mike you want to go ahead and start talking about Zyrus here yeah, so Zyrus is a really interesting card and kind of scared people when it first came out. Yeah, uh, it's really, really scary. It's it's really, really scary indeed. Uh, so Zyrus the Writhing Storm, two generic, green, blue, red. So a five CMC commander, sorry, five mana cost commander. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get that right. Oh, that's uh, okay. Yeah, for a legendary creature, Snake Leviathan, which is an awesome combo nice. by itself. Yeah. Uh, three, five with flying. Whenever an opponent draws a card, except for the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, create a 1-1 green snake creature token. Whenever Zyrus, the Writhing Storm, deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each draw that many cards. So, Zyrus is something that gives you benefit when other people benefit themselves. When they draw, you're going to be able to get some snake tokens. Mm -hmm. But, Zyrus is also capable of generating snake tokens as well as generating card draw for you and an opponent, whether they kind of want you to or not, um, depending on if you have a way to get Zyrus through. And Zyrus already has evasion. It's a five toughness commander. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of different things that you can do here. And I think the problem is you said it right at the beginning. The yeah. way that you usually go is really, really good. This is, hey, I'm going to windfall and make 
21 snake tokens. Yeah, that's the that's the problem with wheels, right? It's it's not necessarily that Zyrus is a scary commander. It's that there are cards in this game that say draw seven cards or draw cards equal to the right. number of cards you just discarded out of your hand. And that's really powerful in commander. Like there are so many whenever you draw triggers and there are so many commanders that benefit from it. And you're right, Mike. As soon as people saw this, they're like, I'm going to build a super powerful wheel deck Mm. and have snakes as payoffs. But when you and I look at Zyrus, we're like, oh, yeah, group hug snake tokens. Yeah, this is this is getting value to give value. Great. This is making deals. This is Mm -hmm. everybody getting something. There's no empty plate at the battlefield table that we're setting up for um so like you said we're a bare bones spreadsheet um as an example peek behind the curtain for everybody one of them is lands right because you know that's how you cast spells and stuff yeah in scryfall the search terms that you basically went for are they in the card type includes land it has these colors and legal and commander. That's it. That's all of yeah. the specifications that were going I have not done any off. prep work that oh. took more than 10 minutes to type in in Scryfall commands. So let's let's see what we want to build here. What do you want to start with? And we can go in a particular direction. We can say, yeah. okay, let's go start with lands or let's go start with card draw. Or do we want to set up some parameters for this deck? What Do, you, do we want to figure out what the deck is and yeah, then so- build it? What what I've done here is by having these search terms, Mm -hmm. I've sort of already decided a general direction for the deck without even picking a single card. And I think that anybody who looks at Zyrus and has our eye, right, the group hug, the social contract eye, is going to see what's possible here. And first and foremost, that is uh, when you have group hug draw effects where the table draws then you're going to have everyone else at the table draw cards and then you'll make snake tokens and then we can have various things that benefit us for having a lot of tokens for having snakes for having a lot of creatures um i think a lot of people understand how a token shell works and we're going to have plenty of token enablers and payoffs but on top of that we have this additional angle right that kind of double dips where zyrus can swing in Mm -hmm. for damage and then that damage also gets us tokens and group punk card draw and so i've also selected a few search terms that would allow us to uh, pump cyrus up to make that a viable option and then for the win cons i think that's that's always the hardest one right like how do you choose a win con um so i've I've made a a decision there and i and i think that this is probably the direction that that you would take it as well, Mike. The direction I went is is go wide payoffs, right? We're making a lot of tokens. Presumably, we're going to have a lot of tokens on board because we're sharing all these cards with everybody. Well, when it's time to end the game, um, we're, we'll, we'll look at some pump effects that we can run with green. But when we start here, and I would like to get into it, um, yeah. let's start with the meat, right? We don't want to do the okay. vegetables right away because we're, we don't want to bore people off. Let's start with some stuff that really makes this deck go and and we got to start with my favorite uh something to enable this deck group hug card draw absolutely draw for the table i've included the search term here so you can follow along at home if you want that basically says if the card says player 
draw, uh, players draw, opponents draw, each player draws, all of the different variations on somebody else can draw mm -hmm. in these colors. We have 102 results here. Mike, let's look at some of these cards and uh, and see if there's anything that, that leaps out at us. Um, I'm seeing a lot of group hug staples in here, which makes a lot of sense because this isn't the only group hug deck that likes to run a lot of group hug card draw. No, for sure. It's, it, it thrives on it, but mm -hmm. it doesn't, yeah, it's not exclusive. So there's a right. lot of familiar faces here. Um, I have one proposal to make for you okay, for making up? this deck while we're talking about player draw. Mm -hmm. Do we think that we can get this deck completely created without putting a single wheel into it? Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that that can definitely be done. Um, I don't, I didn't include any wheel. Yeah, and terms. that's that's why I brought it up because yeah. even in our columns and our group draw, everything along those yeah. lines, one of the things that we're not looking for is wheels in particular. Because nice. frankly, if that was the case, that's, then you can just yeah. do that, and then you not, can just right, look fine. it up on EDH Rec. Yeah, uh, you'll you'll make a very powerful deck. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's no problem with that. If you want to make a not powerful wheel deck with Zyrus, that's awesome. We're just going in a different direction with this deck. We're going in a yep. more social direction. Mike, the first card I want to talk about is. One that you and I know very well, and I'm sure you'll know at the moment I say it, Forced Fruition. Yeah. Forced Fruition is a four blue We're starting blue. mean slash happy. Let's go. Listen, this, this isn't mean, Mike. They love this. I, I said no, slash we need to, happy. We need, to have, we need to have a talk about this card. Forced uh -huh. Fruition, four blue blue, six mana for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player draws seven cards. Mike, this is a nil win con in blue it looks really unassuming if you've never seen or heard about this card before and how is that possible but if you haven't you're going to look at this and be like oh my god like my opponents get to draw seven cards and and if your opponent's looking at this and they've never seen it before they're like oh my god i get to draw seven cards like sure i'll, I'll deck myself out eventually but before that i'll just get to cast all these spells in my hand i'll refill my hand it's going to be great i'll be able to break parity with this no, 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 Mike. What happens? <laughs> no, you, you, you do it twice, uh -huh. and you get really excited, and then you uh -huh. do it a third time, and uh -huh. that after that third time, you, you, you know, have already discarded about ten cards, and you've got an awesome hand, and everybody else is doing it, so everybody's thrilled, uh, and, and then it comes back around, and you cast one of the cool spells that you got excited about, and then oh well, I got another seven. Oh, mm. oh, I'm gonna have to discard a lot of. Oh no, that's what happens, yeah, Mike, and it's great. How many, uh... How many seven card hands can you draw out of a hundred card deck? Uh, not, not, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> so, answer. It, if your deck is completely full, if your library is completely full of cards, which is impossible, right? Because you have to draw your opening hand. You're starting with a hard limit of fourteen triggers mm -hmm. on this card. Uh, presumably, by the time this resolves, this is a six mana spell. At that point, you're probably going to be down to uh, you've used about a third of your deck, right? So, let's say. We have 70 cards in the library. That means 10 triggers on this card. 10 triggers on this card, and you're decked. You don't even have to get half that many in no. before people start panicking, right? They'll play a spell. They'll draw seven. They'll play a spell. They draw seven. The second time they do it, now they're netting up 12 cards. The third time they do it, they're up 15 cards, and they, they can't keep pace. And right. the awesome thing about it is... It 
what are you going to do? You've spot removed this. Okay. They draw seven cards. You make seven snakes. Like this card is ultra powerful and it's really fun uh, group social effect. It's, it's wacky. It truly is. And yeah. here's the thing. When you're doing that, right? <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine how far into the game, like you, 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 you touched on this. How far into the game are you where you're, entire thing is going to be building it out where other people get to you know have fun with this right everybody's drawing cards this is not a six mana drop it on turn six card and now everybody has to worry about the size of their libraries this is a hey now you need to be deathly afraid of how much is in your library because i've either got a ton of snakes already or I've just been making everybody draw. Yeah, I, and I, I mean, every right, everyone's card. already been drawn. You you said it yourself. So it's not mm-hmm. going to be that you have 70 in deck. By the time this resolves, you might have only 60 or 50 left in deck. And shoot, Mike, it, even if everyone plays like, super conservative, like, okay, I'm only going to play one spell each turn because I don't want to deck myself out. Okay, so you got four players in your pod, Mike. Each time it comes back to your turn, you have 21 new snake tokens. Okay, like <laughs> your board state is impregnable at that point. It's devastating. Mike, this card is super high value. Yeah, it is. It is an easy first include as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. It, frankly, it should be in a lot of decks. It uh, should, but it should. yeah, but you know, I, I got no problem with making so it the first uh, one. In let's, let's talk about another include in the group hug yeah. draw category. Let's see what we got. I mean, we can talk about the uh, the staples, but I would I would hope our Listening audience already knows a lot of them, like Howling Mine. We love Howling Mine. Mm-hmm. Rites of Flourishing, Temple Bell, Horn of Greed, Garopper Orrery. These are all big-time group hug card draw staples, so we don't have to touch on them, although we will likely include them in the deck. Right. I. You know what? I, I want to do something. It, it, it's probably a auto-include, or yeah. maybe you know it's, it's definitely on the tip of some people's tongues, but mm-hmm. I do want to go into it a little bit more because it is group hug and because it is the social contract. We want people to be able to do cool stuff, have fun. So let's lean into it. I want to put Folio of Fancies in here, because yeah, I want pick. people to, you know what, ah, I got to discard cards. You're right, Force Fruition, really intense. Yeah. Great. You know what, I don't want you to have to discard stuff anymore. Keep all of it, all of the cards, put them all in your hand, folio fancies, two mana artifacts, one and a blue. Players have no maximum hand size. Not you, players. Uh, You can pay XX, tap it, each player draws X cards. You can pay two, a blue, and tap it. Each opponent puts a number of cards equal to the number of cards in their hand from the top of their library into the graveyard. Now we have a draw deck, we have a tokens deck, and this is a mill deck. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah let's just, I, I don't know if let's I'd just give everybody all the stuff call it a mill deck but you're right no. like this is this is really excellent synergy with what we're trying to do mm-hmm. we have the ability to dump a ton of mana into giving the board cards and then half of that mana is directly into snake tokens uh actually it's bad math right divide it in half and then multiply it by three right that figures and then and later on in the game when everyone's like double fisting you know that that uh meme online where it's like do a thing or draw 25 and uno that's yeah. what everyone's hand is going to look like it has right. just so many cards i can't even hold it that's what i like to see perfect 
Yeah, this is a okay. great include, Mike. Nice pick. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Uh, what what else do we want to talk about here for the meantime? Yeah, we've got the, all the generic ones, but mm-hmm. what else do we got? Mike, this card's a bit uh, underplayed, but honestly, I would consider this one of the best includes in any group hug deck with blue, and that's Docromystic. You gotta run Docromystic. That's blue. One mana creature, Merfer- Merfolk Wizard. So 1-1 one, one with an activated ability. Pay blue and tap. Each player reveals the top card of their library. You may put the revealed cards into their owner's graveyards. If you don't, each player draws a card. Oh. Easy, simple mana sync. You play it on turn one. Everyone's drawing by turn two. Mike, I love this one-drop creature. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, I mean, the other thing that we talk about here is we're not we're not looking into wheels necessary. No. Necessarily. But are we looking into, you know, the minds aglow, the oh, everybody yeah. is drawing X cards, prosperity, oh, yeah. minds minds aglow especially. Yeah, um aglow. but then you you get the I bring guys or all of those, those effects. I don't necessarily well, think that you have to play them all, right? Let's 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 be careful with that delineation, right? Because oh, yeah, target there's, player there's a versus difference. all. Exactly. Yeah. There's a difference with Opportunity, Brengazer, Blue Sun Zenith. Those cards are great and they can target, but they only hit one player. So right. those are great if you want to use it on yourself or uh, I've used those as well to end a game when it's one-on-one heads up mm-hmm. and I have a ton of mana. I'll just target them with X equals 50 with Blue Sun Zenith and they just draw out, they lose. But those are definitely fundamentally different from stuff like Minds Glow where you'll cast it for a single mana. It's a blue mana sorcery joint forces starting with you. Each player may pay any amount of mana. Then each player draws X cards where X is the total amount of mana paid this way. Mike, this one's going to be a big hit, right? Usually you have some concern that people might not want to pay in very much, but that's fine. You just put in whatever you want to put in. Mm-hmm. Other people will put in what they want to put in, and it doesn't even matter because for every card they draw, you're getting a snake. We just had that extra layer of value on every single group hug draw spell we put in. It, 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 if it can build off of what you're already doing, then it, then you do it, right? right. It's just that simple. Um, there, That's it's so weird. There's, so, there's such good synergy to this yeah. um, that I've always kind of wondered why it hasn't been one of like you know the bigger i understand that it's 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 a powerful commander and it can be uh you know powerful it can be competitive everything along those lines it does surprise me a little bit that it's not something that is put into more group hug decks like it's not seen as one of the group hug commanders and you know i think that's enumerating it a bit here i think that in the past two three years uh, time is wonky. In the past uh, few years here, we've just seen this huge influx of new commanders. Okay. Not not many of them are group hug, not many of them are political, and we like to talk about the ones that are, but the it's has this sort of diffusion effect, right? Where in the past there were so few commanders that all of the ones that were well played were very well known. And mm-hmm. and when a new one came on the scene that fit an archetype, well, everybody would just play that one. But now for Group Hug, we just have this wide uh, swath. We have a ton of different Group Hug options. And I think that the Cyrus may have just kind of become part of that 
landscape rather than standing out as as it may have if it were released back in say 2012 sure okay you know what i i okay fair enough i get that then so let's let's talk about a card that a very long time ago was recommended to me by our dear friend dana roach and Mm -hmm. i love this card mike psychic possession yeah it's two blue blue for an enchantment aura enchant opponent skip your draw step whenever enchanted opponent draws a card you may draw a card it's as simple as that, Mike. We're going to be making all of our opponents draw a bunch of cards. Yep. Oh, no, we skip our draw step card. Like, oh, no, Mike, we're going to be drawing way more cards than we skip with this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Even if you are even if you lean really hard into, you know, the uh, Howling Mind, the Kami of the Crescent Moon, like, if you even if you lean really hard into the, we're going to make everybody draw more at their draw step, mm-hmm. you're still netting fine. You Absolutely. know, like you're still going to be okay uh, with that card. Um, Psychic possession is 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 a good one. Great, card, um, yep. and I do like that in here. Anything else we want to talk about specifically to everybody drawing cards? Yeah, like this is an interesting one that's uh, really doesn't see very much play, and uh, this this might sit closer to the top end. Uh, Temporal cascade. Okay, uh, it's five blue blue for a sorcery. That's seven mana. Choose one. Uh, each player shuffles their hand and graveyard into their library, or each player draws seven cards. Now, this is a wheel, but it doesn't have to be. It has uh, a twine you can for choose two. for it to be. Right. So you <laughs> can just pay seven, and everyone draws seven, and you make three times seven, which is 21 snakes. That's great. And then, uh, you know, Mike, it's honestly your call, because if you pay nine mana seven plus two then it is a wheel right so that's that's your call if you think that this should be disqualified i i you know what i i think if we just i think we're okay well maybe maybe that's the first cut when we get done here yeah Um, that's fair really beyond theme but frankly i'm okay with that um i've got one in here that i'm gonna keep in mind for later because it is okay. something where somebody else where a target player draws cards yeah but it's not in my card drop category it's it's in my win con or something else kind of category it's okay. in my ooh neat so i'm good with that uh what do you want to move on to here yeah so let's look at another way that we're going to enable this deck mike mm-hmm. and that's that Zyrus can hit in yeah. for damage, and that that damage will cause card draw and subsequently snake. So let's look at some cards that might be more suitable in a Voltron deck that yeah. would help Zyrus work. Let's look at the big mamma jamma, Fire Shrieker. Three mana, artifact equipment, and equipped creature has double strike and equipped for two. So Zyrus, which was hitting four, help me out, what's, what's its Three power? Four. For four? Three. For three. So three double to six. And this is also going to double any other pump effects that we talk about. And we'll talk about a few mm. more. Um, I just think that's a useful thing to have on a commander that doesn't already have double strike. Sure. I'm down with that. Uh, let's let's talk about this one here. This is a pump effect. Hedron Matrix, which is a four mana artifact equipment with equip for four. Equipped creature gets plus X plus X, where X is its mana value. So okay. we have a five mana commander. Uh, this is going to give it plus five, plus five. Now that's not bad. 
That's not bad. This is a this is more of a a cheap include. This is yeah. from uh, Rise of the Eldrazi, which is this that I started with back in uh, in college, and it's only fifty five cents. Now I think this would be more at home on an Eldrazi, but if you're looking for something to just equip on your commander and pump it up, and keep in mind if it's plus five plus five, now it has eight power, so double strike makes it swing in for sixteen. <laughs> so even a little bit of pump like plus five, that becomes effectively plus ten with our fire shrieker. Which, you know, not bad in any way. Pretty good. Um I do want to lean into runes of the dews. Uh okay. just because here's the thing. I you, you talked about how giving something double strike, very cool. That's You're runes right. Of the deus. Deus. Well, you know, new words, new cards. At least for me. This is a great one. Good pick. Yeah. Four, four generic and a red or green hybrid mana there. Uh, enchantment uh, enchantment aura. Enchant creature. As long as enchanted creature is red, it gets plus one, plus one, and has double strike. We fulfill those categories. As long as enchanted creature is green, it gets plus one, plus one, and has trample. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, turning Zyra to a four, seven flying trample double strike that nets you and your opponent cards and that you snakes yeah cool i'm down yeah this uh this is definitely part of a uh, a cycle from shadow more yeah i like the that cycle I, it is I, a nice I like cycle it. but i mean it's a common this is really just not played at all but this is perfect our commanders both red and green so we're gonna get plus two plus two double strike and trample for five mana which is yeah. just great and i mean i i part of me gets it because it's like wow five mana is a lot for mm-hmm. you know plus two plus two double strike trample but i think one of the things that we can definitely lean into here is we're making a lot of tokens we're in green we're gonna have the ability to get a lot of mana out there there, there are so many cards that you can turn all of i don't think this is a deck that's ever going to have an issue with paying for the spells if we construct it right yeah so, i think so and, and we're in green as well yeah exactly and i mean no shrieker five mana to give a creature double strike uh, hedron yeah. Mari, matrix uh, for me it's gonna be fine everybody don't worry about we're it gonna, we'll wrap into it um let's look at one more here from judgment exoskeletal yep. armor mm-hmm. this is an enchantment aura for one and a green two mana enchant creature and enchanted creature gets plus x plus x where x is the number of creature cards in all graveyards mike do you think that there might be some creature cards in graveyards after We've pumped everyone's hands so full that they have to discard a bunch of stuff. Uh, that combined with the fact that there's going to be a decent chance people are going to have to wipe the board a couple of times just because yeah, of the threat of possible. all the snakes. So it's, it's, it's like likely Lord of Extinction. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, and here's the thing. If it's a two mana only net you one, you know, one power for a little bit, but then you do something to draw a lot of cards or to mm-hmm. mill somebody or something that creates a really big effect yeah Yeah, this is a good card for that yeah i like that good call and uh i mean we got to mention embercleave right because this is this equipment is so powerful and it's very popular uh embercleave is for red red for legendary artifact equipment with flash and equip three the spell costs one less to cast for each attacking creature you control mike i think we're going to be able to find a discount on this thing when Embercleave enters the battlefield, attach it to target creature you control, and equipped creature gets plus one plus one and has double strike and trample. Yep, yep. That's a that's a that's a good gonna go ahead and uh, win the game this turn card. Yeah, we'll swing Which, wide yeah. with 
our commander and three tokens. And now this costs red, red. Mm-hmm. We're in business. Yep. Yep. This is, this is, this is a win con. <laughs> if, when you're, well, this is a player removal con mm-hmm. and it's a good work. We need more snakes. We just, everybody, we need more snakes. Let's That's make more point, snakes. Mike. Speaking of snakes, let's talk about the other avenue that we can enable our commander. For sure. With snake support, right? Tribal support for snakes. Now, there's not a ton of this, uh-huh. but we have some interesting uh, options here. Let's uh, let's look at a wacky land here, Animal Sanctuary. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm so happy that this has a like a place that we can put it, other than this is so fun. <laughs> yeah, Animal Sanctuary is a non-basic land. Uh, it has tap at colorless, and it also has pay two and tap, put a plus one plus one counter on target bird, cat, dog, goat, ox, or snake. And this mm-hmm. is just a nice mana sink once in a while to say, hey, let's pump up our commander by one. Now it's dealing more damage. It's drawing people more cards. And we're making more snakes. I think it's a perfect include. Oh, for sure. No, I I, I, I dig that. It, it 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 fits. It gives you something to do with your mana in between. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, let's, let's really think about it. All you're going to do, you're going to hurt somebody a little bit more than you were before. But here's your card. Oh, they don't mind. Yeah, right. They they might mind quickly, but that's usually how a group hug deck works, right? It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Okay, this is getting out of hand. Wow, I guess they won, um, which I'm fine with because you're giving everybody all of the benefit. You're just going to take most advantage of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of taking advantage, maybe somebody at the table doesn't want to make a deal for you to uh, make make uh-huh. Zyrus thing so how about we kind of remove that um cassetto orochi archmage uh one generic green blue for a legendary creature snake wizard uh it's a two-two but more importantly uh for a green and a blue target creature can't be blocked this turn if that creature is a snake it gets plus two plus two until oh, end of turn wow yeah mike excellent so, choice on this one yeah um we're leaning into any creature it just target creature can't be blocked this turn it's not a tap ability. Mm-hmm. So this is repeatable. It makes it yeah, to where can things can this, happen uh, for everybody. It's a rattlesnake. And uh, let me check. I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm just going to read yeah. Zyra. Yes, the snake, yes. The, snake, uh, the snake Leviathan is in yeah. fact. So let's it's pump it snake, up. So it'll get pumped here too. Unblockable and only for two <laughs> mana. Excellent yeah, choice. We like that. Um, we like that. Let's talk about one that uh, that we basically never see. This is it's one of the rarest snakes. It's actually in my Vanifar deck because it's so wacky and so powerful. Another top end on the mana curve card, Patron of the Orochi. For yeah. six green green, that's eight mana for a legendary creature spirit with snake offering. And that means you may cast this card anytime you could cast an instant, as though it had flash, by mm-hmm. sacrificing a snake and paying the difference in mana cost between this and the sacrificed snake. Mana cost includes color. Um, so basically all that means is that as long as we can sack a token, this thing has flashed for six green green. If yep. we're feeling a little wacky, maybe we can sack one of our other snakes or even our commander, and this suddenly costs very little. But mm-hmm. look look at that activated ability. Tap. Untap all forests and all green creatures. Activate only once each turn. That's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Mike, this is something that when you activate it, it will untap itself. That's why it has to have that limiter. Mm-hmm. But what that means is on other people's turns, say, oh, uh, 
maybe we need to untap all of our snakes and all of our mana to do some instant speed interaction. Maybe we need to cut a deal with them and say, hey, let's untap all of your stuff so that you can do a surprise block. Maybe let's untap all your lands so that you can play that spell you need to play. Like there's a lot of interesting moves you can make with a card that's a mass untapper like this one. Oh yeah. No, it's 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 pretty slick to just be able to okay, we're going to put this out here, but we're going to be able to do it at flash speed just cuz. Right? Mm-hmm. And I I I untapping for the board, but specifically when you want to. Yes. Is always powerful. It's always powerful. And I'm one I'm completely on board with this. Um, another one that I haven't really looked into, mm-hmm. but I do like it a lot. Uh, m- mostly because I always like the the upside down cards. <laughs> oh, the the Kamigawa flippers. Yes, I. Yeah. Uh, Orochi Egg Watcher. Yeah. Uh, so two and a green for a one-one snake shaman that has two green tap. Put a 1-1 green snake creature token into play. If you control 10 or more creatures, flip Orochi Egg Watcher. Then it turns into Shidako Broodmistress. And for anybody wondering why it took me long to read that, not because any of those words were particularly hard, but I was trying to read them upside down. Uh, For a green, sacrifice a creature. Target creature gets plus 3, plus 3 until end of turn. That's another not tap ability. That is instant speed. Let's go. This is so interesting, Mike, because a lot of these flip cards have synergy with Mm -hmm. one side or the other side. They kind of match with each other. This one almost doesn't even really seem to match up, but for our deck, it's perfect. And here's the thing. Normally on these kind of flip effects, the reason that you don't do it is I'm going to put in three mana into a one one that has a pretty large trigger 10 creatures is a lot of creatures and not a lot of creatures not including itself right not for this deck though not for this deck you're you're going to be able to make on average one turn about the board six without you doing a whole lot of crazy effects six yeah that's not bad right so you figure you do that Heck, you swing in with Zyrus. You, you skip your main phase one. You swing in with Zyrus. You get enough to do this. Then you flip it over. Great. I kind of dig that. Yeah, Mike. Uh, let's talk about a couple more snake cards here, and then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about one of my favorite group of cards that you never see. Seed the Land. Two green green for an enchantment. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, its controller creates a 1-1 green snake creature token. (laughs) We are right on theme, Mike. Yep. I appreciate it. Right? (laughs) What are you going to say about Seed the Land? Like, it's... It's it's value. Yeah, it's it's value. Everyone loves free value. Uh, Maybe they'll be a little bit less afraid of you because now they have snake tokens too. You're spreading the love. I think it's uh, it'll turn out really well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other snake-specific stuff that we want to throw in here? That could make for a very silly end to the game. And I know I've been rattling off a bunch of top-end creatures, but I mean, Mike, 
you're like me. We're battlecruiser players. We yep. see high mana value yep. spells, and we just want to play them. So yep. I think eventually we'll probably end up cutting most of my high mana value recommendations. But for now, let's just let's indulge. Endless Swarm, five triple green. <laughs> for eight mana to sorcery, create a 1-1 one, one green snake creature uh... token for each card in your hand. Oh, but why is it eight mana? Mike, that's because it has epic. For the rest of the game, you can't cast spells. At the beginning of each of your upkeeps, copy this spell, except for its epic ability. So, Mike, to for this deck to win the game, and we will get into it, I'm planning on primarily winning either through the natural milling effect of, of people drawing a bunch of cards, as well as actually sealing the deal with, with combat, right? Because we can go wide, we have a bunch of snakes, we'll pump them up. So theoretically not being able to cast any spells for the rest of the game is not that big of a downside for this spell it's it's not that big of a deck. downside it feels it's very silly it, it it's it, the silliness is is what's keeping it in here for me yeah it feels a little not win more but for this to do the thing that you want to do i feel like you're already in a pretty good position that you said, cast it at the end of the game and you just say what happens from now on is what happens. Right. Say la vie. I might just bowl them over or I might just lose the game. Yeah. This is one of those. I really want to have a reliquary tower out. I want to cast this and then just <laughs> chill. Like, <Yeah. laughs> you know what I well, mean? You won't just chill because you'll keep swinging in with your commander. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just I just I not chill so much. Right. As, right. You guys go ahead. I'm going to count how many cards are in my hand currently. And then when it comes to my turn, I'll make those and we'll swing out with the previous snakes. Or, ooh, I just thought of a card that needs to go in here, but we're okay. okay. Uh, uh, Concordant Crossroads for the snake synergy. Yeah, Let's be real. Yeah, that It needs yeah. to happen. But yeah, no, I like I like Endless Swarm as a battle cruisery fun. You know what? Y'all keep going. <laughs> I'm going to make snakes and snakes are going to swing. Exactly. Okay. Let's take a look at another category here. We've talked about this, what did you call it? Like the meat and potatoes, the stuff that really makes Zyrus work. Yeah. It's very flashy. It's very fun. Let's talk about our tokens, right? Okay. And, and if you're looking at the spreadsheet here, I've listed five different search terms. Mm-hmm. I have a search term for making new tokens. I have one that cares about how many creatures that we control and pays us off for that which token players love. I have one that uh, allows us to tap our creatures for value. I think that one will be very important. Uh, and then we have sacrifice a creature for value, also very important. And then lastly, I have uh, the forbidden search term, right? Whenever you would make a token, <laughs> make twice that many tokens. Yeah. So let's start with that one because I have a feeling there's not actually too many choices we're going to be making. And we might want to limit how many of these we put in here, Mike, because this one is super powerful. Let's yeah. talk about one that I know we're going to include, and that's Primal Vigor. Yeah. For Florida Green, it's an enchantment. If one or more tokens would be created, twice that many tokens are created instead. And if one more plus one plus one counters would be put on a creature, twice that many. Um, Mike, this is the only such token doubler that doubles for the entire table. Yep. And that takes a lot of the heat off this card. Talk to me. It does. It does. And here's the thing. You know, the other part of this, you go into, oh, Parallel Lives. You go doubly season. Yeah. We got the other here. part of this is, what's the cost on Primal Vigor? 
it's it's high. Don't get me wrong. It's four hundred grand, yeah. Yeah, but well, I meant I meant I meant actual price. Oh, yeah. You know, it's sixteen dollars. Yeah, it's sixteen dollars, which you know that's a chunk of change. Okay, but look at look at doubling season. season. Doubling season is a seventy dollar card. Yeah, I have. If we can do something for the entire table that we're taking advantage of for the same ish. But it's costing us somewhere between a quarter of the price and mm. a third of the price. I'm comfortable with that, you know. And primal vigor is it? It's it's a hey, everybody. Let's let's go ahead and doubling season everything, you know. <laughs> like, and I know it's not no a one to one, but I like primal vigor. I, I very much like it being in here. Um, and while we're looking into that, I don't know if it's going to make the cut, but I okay. do. I do want to talk about the Woodland Champion just because I like seeing when something can get as large as possible, especially if it's cheap. Uh, One in a green for a 2-2 Elf Scout that says whenever one or more tokens enter the battlefield under your control, put that many plus one plus one counters on Woodland Champion. Ooh, doggy. This is going to grow real quick. Well, it's going to grow real quick and you can swing with it and it always has to be blocked because there's yeah. so many instant speed card draw effects that yeah. this is the scariest rattlesnake that exists based off nothing. Right. And that's, that's always fun to me. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I, uh, I actually didn't intend to have that in the search terms, but it got caught because my search term said one or more tokens and right. uh, as you can see, as Mike can see, the other cards on this list are the big mana jammers, right? Double yeah. season, parallel lines, primal vigor, uh Adrix and Nev, Essex, and then Woodland Champion, an uncommon elf scout for two mana that just so happens to care about a bunch of tokens entering the battlefield. Now, okay. I I we we talk about Edrix and Nev and we talk about Essex, right? The yeah. the the newer creatures at time of recording um, that care about making tokens, whether we're doubling them through Adrix and Nev or Essex Fractal Bloom, uh, mm-hmm. which is the one I'm going to make a push to put in here. That's uh, for, for generic green bloom for a 4-4 Fractal, which is still one of my favorite creature types uh, that has flying. The first time you would create one or more tokens during each of your turns, you may instead choose a creature other than Essex Fractal Bloom and create that many tokens that are copies of that creature. Now, I know we don't want to lean too much out of snakes here, mm-hmm. but nothing would be funnier to me than having Essex Fractal Bloom out and making, you know, six snakes because of a big card draw effect. I don't want to, I don't want to make copies of the craziest, angriest, creature on the board alex i want to make four solemn simulacrums or something like that i want to do something silly with this six woodland champions yes perfect (laughs) love it you know what i mean i want to lean into that and i think that's a um so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna put it in there for now oh yeah has a place we we have a bit of a problem though right we're we're sticking all these four five six seven eight oh yeah spells we'll have to slim it down uh Slim it down after this. And sure. I think, as I was saying earlier, right, we just love the splashy stuff. Let's look at uh, some ways that we can get value out of these tokens. Okay. Let's look at some ways to tap our tokens and sure. get value. Uh, the big one, the one that I love, I love so much, and it's so, so expensive 
but yeah. it's so worth it. Proxy it. Earthcraft. It's one and a yep. green for an enchantment. Tap an untapped creature you control. Untap target basic land. Mike, yep. this card is a token player's best friend. Every single token you control is not just, right? Because we've seen the other one. We've seen creatures you control have tap. It's Cryptolith, right? Creatures you control have tap. Add a mana of any color. That's great. That's just great. This Frankly, is a different. card that should go in the deck. <laughs> it should. It should. This is different, Mike. This card allows you to untap target basic land. Yeah. And I can't even tell you how many times I've been tapped out and still had the opportunity to donate mana to another player who desperately needed one more mana to cast their spell. Said, we can make this happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> now, Mike, this card is prohibitively expensive. Oh, it's yeah. $180. It's on the reserve list. It's Banded Legacy. Just forget about it. Proxy it. Proxy this it. Card is, this card is awesome. I would yep. love to see this card in this deck. I... Mm, I mm. Alex, I'm going to say something uncomfortable. Oh yeah. I think it. I think it would be. I think it would be a problem not to put opposition in this deck. Just because look at you can actually take advantage of it. It's just so silly. Yeah, this card's great. Uh, opposition two generic blue blue for an enchantment that says tap an untapped creature you control tap target artifact creature or land. Yeah, uh, this is oppressive. Yeah, you want to talk about. Um, locking people out mm -hmm. here it is if if you have i let's let's be even really really calm about it you have eight creatures with with Zyrus. that's essentially the ability to cripple someone's turn yep on their upkeep you tap down all their lands yep and they better have flash speed something because otherwise it's gonna be rough um I, I don't feel good about it. It made me feel yucky. But at the same time, if you are not the arch enemy and someone else is, this is a really good card for making sure that they do not get to pull away further from everybody else. No, you're going to stay here. The table is going to catch up for a second because that's what you want to do as a group hug deck. You want to keep everybody close to the same point until you can take advantage. Right. And opposition is pretty good about that. What else you got for me, Alex? Well, Mike, got a couple of things here. Mm -hmm. This one is is very silly, and I think that this one might end up getting cut, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mossbridge Troll. It's a five, <laughs> five green yep. green, seven mana creature troll. It's a five five. If Mossbridge Troll would be destroyed, regenerated, tap any number of untapped creatures you control other than Mossbridge Troll with total power 10 or greater, Mossbridge Troll gets plus 20, plus 20 until end of turn. Yeah, how wacky is this, Mike? The only thing I'm going to say is one of the people on this recording said we are going a little bit too high with mana costs. Okay, I said that and about then myself. I'm, I'm not saying anything. And then one yes, of the people on this podcast something. said we should also put Mossbridge Troll a seven okay. card. Okay. That said, I am now at the point where if we take this card off the deck, you're going to have to fight me for it because I love it. Oh this is God. fantastic. Yeah, um, our average CMC on this deck is like four and a half right now. 
Yeah, uh, easily. Um, okay, let's talk about um, some ways to <laughs> let's let's talk about some ways to tap um, some of these snakes. And you know what? Maybe instead of tapping things down or giving some mana or pumping something else up, let's just turn it into damage. Let's yeah. let's just make it again snake bites um chiron negotiations is one of my favorites uh two generic red red for an enchantment tap an untapped creature you control uh chiron negotiations deals one damage to target player great phenomenal all, all of your snakes are pingers now yeah beautiful love this no that's real nice what else you got for me well let's uh let's pivot from tap and talk about sacrifice right because we don't Perfect. really we don't really mind if we lose some tokens because we'll just make more. Yeah, we that's... always make more, um, and and we can talk about uh, you know Ashnod's altar. We all know mm-hmm. Ashnod's altar, five Rexian altar, altar of dementia might be in flavor for us. Oh, it, it's definitely in here. Altar yeah, that's uh, you'll sack a creature and target player will basically mill cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power. Um, but I think that. One particular token sacrifice effect is, I mean, I, I I don't think I've ever made a token deck without this card. This is mm-hmm. Eldrazi Monument. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five mana, it's an artifact that I love so much. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have flying, and indestructible. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature if you can't sacrifice Eldrazi Monument. When you're a token player, Mike, this is just, it's gravy, right? You can easily sacrifice a creature. It's almost never going to be a problem. And the payoff you get for that is you have an army of flying indestructible snakes. Yeah, which, again, a trigger warning for anybody uh, afraid of snakes, because we literally just use the term flying (laughs) indestructible. I I think we we already jumped the shark on that one. If you're afraid Uh, of snakes, you probably Yeah, Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, We'll, we'll see you next episode, but it's too good. It's too good not to include. Yeah. Let's let's do another direct damage one. And this is yep. a staple, I think, for, for oh, yeah. Token Next Blasting yeah. Station. Oh, okay. So I thought you were going to talk mana. about Goblin Bombardment. So there you go. You know, you, very similar card. Ah. Uh, Blasting Station is three mana for an artifact. Tap and sacrifice a creature. Blasting Station deals one damage to any target. And whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you may untap Blasting Station. Hmm. Uh, because you said it, let's talk about it. Yeah, uh, Goblin Bombardment. Uh, real simple. One in a red for an enchantment. Sacrifice a creature. Goblin Bombardment deals one damage to any target. Perfect. Perfect. You know, yeah. adding it to our list. What else have we got? Well, Mike, we've uh, we've talked about this card in the past, and my God, I'm going to give us another mid to high mana value card. But okay, I think you're going to struggle to say no. Perilous Forays. I was gonna say it. I went when I I I'm gonna be cutting this from the episode for everybody else. But Uh-oh. there was a time where I went uh, uh, and I didn't want to say it because I wanted to save it for ramp. However, yep, this is not. Let's talk about category. it. Now. It's too expensive. Come Three on, green, green for an enchantment, Mike. Ramp needs to be below five mana. <laughs> enchantment Lies. It's, it's enchantment one. Pay one and sacrifice a creature. Search your library. For a land card with a basic land type, put it onto the battlefield tapped and shuffle. Um, that, that's not a basic land, although it can be a basic land. It's any fetchable land. 
If it has yeah. the forest type, plants type, any of those types, you can get it with Perilous Forez. And Mike, holy moly, this thing is just a powerhouse. It, um, big fan of <laughs> big fan of that card. It's been talked about in the past. It makes me happy. I I think, and I understand what you're talking about when you say, hey, for it to be ramp, it can't be five mana. That's not real. Yeah, I mean, what are you playing this on turn five to ramp? No, you're not. But what if I'm trying to ramp into a prosperity where I want everybody to draw 40 cards mm -hmm. and not 20? You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of where I'm at on cards like this, especially when you're going to be making as many creatures as you're planning on and sacrificing them to these effects that we're talking about to try and gain some value. But you're right. I get it. Another card that I'm definitely going to fight for, though. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've talked about, you know, doubling effects and getting more value out of our tokens uh, by sacrificing them for tapping them. What else do we want to talk about here? Sure, Mac. Uh, let's talk about how we can get value for having a bunch of tokens. Sure. Right. What are our payoff effects? Yeah. And one that's, uh, gosh, I mean, can we even talk about a green token deck? Without mentioning Guy's Cradle and Growing Rights of Itlamok. They're like, a, a proxy um, well, proxy Gaia's Cradle for sure. Yeah, and then Proxy Guy's Cradle. Honestly, uh, we we might we might get into the point where we're proxying Growing Rights of Itlamok. Twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's it's up there. Growing Rights of Itlamok, two and a green for a legendary enchantment. When Growing Rights of Itlamok enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. At the beginning of your end step, if you control four or more creatures, transform Growing Rites of Itlamok into Itlamok Cradle of the Sun, which has tap add green, and also tap add green for each creature you control. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Mike, it's... this is going to be real easy to flip. Yep, it, it is. And, you know, when you were talking about we're talking about five mana being too much for ramp. Well, okay, this is three mana. Flip it over Gaia's Cradle, which is good. I think this uh, is fair to call ramp. Abs absolutely. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more ramp that cares about all of sure. the snakes that you've been generating. Uh, battle him. You know, green doesn't get to have all of the fun. Uh, one and a red for an instant that says add red to your mana pool for each creature you control. That's Perfect. Like a, uh, it's a ritual. Yep. It, it's a ritual. Uh, and let's be real. You're getting more than the than a net two or three mana from this if you're casting it. Um, yeah. Also, love instant speed. That 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 is helpful uh, on something when it, I like that more for a ritual. You know what I mean? And I I yeah, dig absolutely. battle him. Hey, if we're talking about doing damage and getting benefit from all of our tokens, and well, Zyrus wants to be a, a mighty 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 snake leviathan. Uh, Chorus of might. Three generic and a green for an instant until end of turn target creature gets plus one plus one for each creature you control and gains trample. Nice. That seems nuts. And it also seems like a good way to double the amount of snakes that you have after it hits something. Because yikes, that's a really cool card. It's yeah, a little expensive on the mana cost for an instant, but it's also three cents. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. So let's talk about a card that typically would only see play in tribal decks, yep. but 
also works perfectly well in decks that primarily make one kind of token. And that's be real. echoes. Let's be real. We're making Snake Tribal. I think so far uh, as creatures are concerned, we're not leaning into Snake Tribal. It's but, just incidentally Snake Tribal. Yeah. How many yeah. how many creatures are we including okay. in this deck that aren't snakes? Meta Let's go. Echoes. Two red red for an enchantment. This one's a doozy. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, add an amount of colorless mana equal to the number of creatures you control that share a creature type with it. So good. And that, Mike, includes the creature that just entered. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So the lowest you will ever get one. is one mana. Yep. Because it shares a creature type with itself. Neat. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I, I got all excited about uh, Chorus of the Might, and I totally missed another Might card that is a lot a lot less expensive. Might of the Masses, uh, One, mm-hmm. it, it's just a green for an instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature you control. I mean, that's a kill shot, is it not? That's what you're saving it for. Yeah, yeah. You can, uh, I mean, the interesting thing about that, right, is that it kind of almost fuels itself, right? You... You pump up Zyrus or whatever you happen to be pumping. And if it's Zyrus, it gets bigger. The other player draws more cards. You make mm-hmm. more snake tokens. Mm-hmm. And maybe they die. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a one mana for a double double soon-to-be snakes. Or even just it keeps Zyrus alive, depending on what's going on here. Right. Yeah, that's um, an interesting one. But yeah, I like that one. And again, yeah. one mana instants that are common. Love it. Well, we've been uh, we've been talking about it enough. Let's let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll do the vegetables, starting with ramp. How about that? Yeah, the best the best kind of vegetables. These are the yep. ones that are sautéed, put garlic, butter, stuff mm. like that. Mm, I love that kind of ramp. Um, everybody, we'll be right back. Don't go away. All right, Alex, let's get into the tastiest of the vegetables. My favorite things. As much as I love drawing cards, as much as Zyrus is fun. We have to have some way to fuel all that card draw. We need to have ways to do stuff with it. And our mana curve is currently at like four and a half, maybe five. So let's figure out some ways to pay for all of this. Give me some ramp. All right, Mike. I have to start out with this one because it's just too perfect. Although it's not your typical ramp piece. I'm talking about Shizuko Caller of Autumn. Yeah. I love this woman. One green green. For a legendary creature, Snake Shaman 2-3, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player adds triple green. Three mana. Until end of turn, they don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. Mike, everyone loves a good Shizuko. I, I, it's, it's good. It, it's, it, we're not snakes, but we're snakes. And this is, this is a good snake card. I, I, I had to include it, right? It's yeah, of course. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that... There's a bunch of cards in this category snake. could lean here, but it's a group hug snake. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, come on. Give give her a chance. It's going to be fun. And on fine. that same note, uh, just so we don't come back to it later, Magus of the Vineyard yeah. is uh, very, very similar. It's one green mana. Creature human wizard. It's a 1-1 one, one at the beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase. That player adds double green to mana. Yep. Real simple. Just a... Uh, uh, I would run both discount Shizuko, honestly, <laughs> which which is why you run them both. Yep. Um, what else you got? Yeah, I mean, we can talk about our uh, our group hug mana staples, Dictative Karametra. Yeah, of course, that's going to double everyone's mana. Mm-hmm. Heartbeat of Spring, same same deal. Mana Flare, same deal. Everyone doubles their mana. 
We uh, we actually talked about this one quite recently on our Ooh, Can I See That list, a Tangle Root, right? It's the three mana yeah. artifact. Whenever a player plays a creature spell, that player adds green to their mana pool. Now here's what I'll ask. Yeah. And and I know it's weird to be putting a st- to put like a sticking point in one already here. Okay. Yeah. How many creature spells are we actually going to be casting with this deck? I mean, well, Mike, if uh if you don't want to include it because we don't have that many creatures, then I think we'll we'll make that call, right? I think that if you're mm-hmm. running this card, you probably want to have about 20 plus creature spells. So if we don't end up with that many, then uh then we'll cut it. That's fair, because the the one that I was leaning to is the one I'm looking directly above it on this list. Eldamri's Vineyard. It's a one green enchantment. It's the same thing as Magus yeah. of the Vineyard. It's the same thing as Magus of the Vineyard, but it's an yeah. enchantment. And I just, yeah. I yes, yeah, I again, it. things that are not going to be removed, because who's going to target it? Who's going to waste a resource on Eldamri's nobody. Vineyard? Love Absolutely it. nobody. But we'll, we'll um, add them both, and we'll see where we're at here. And to transition us smoothly over to... Uh, other kinds of ramp spectral searchlight yep one of my favorite rocks three mana for an artifact tap and choose player that player adds one mana of any color they choose um phenomenal just have it on the board uh mm-hmm. make people aware that uh that mana is available that deals can be made mike one of my favorite mana rocks of all time uh always always a fan um yep. i i dig I dig. So let's look at uh, at some mana sources for our ramp, right? We don't really have to run too many ramp mana rocks because we are in green. Green, yeah. Um, we can run dorks instead, right? We have Llanowar Elves. We have Elvish Mystic. We have Birds of Paradise. We can run all those. Let's look at some other interesting options that's, uh, that we can go with here. I want to throw off our, uh, our mana curve even further. Oh, okay. Um, because I know this is it is ramp, but not really. Um, not in this deck the way that we're doing it. But there are some times where we're going to pump up Zyrus to where this will be worth the cost. Mm-hmm. I want to put the Great Henge in this so bad. Oh my god, you would say that. Mike, but let's be real. It's so good. Power is one. But we have ways to pump up Zyrus. We have ways to do things, and more importantly, this can this get into so such creepy. a chaotic effect. Because oh, never mind. It's non-token. Dang it, great. Mike, I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, I want this one. No, no don't get you're me wrong. Right. Great Henge is busted. I got so excited. Yeah. No. no, see, this is here. It is. Here's live. We're we're keeping that. We're we're making mistakes. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we got to talk about Lotus Cobra. Of yep. course, yep. wanted a green for a two-one creature snake with landfall. Whenever a land ETB is under your control, add one mana of any color. Mike, this is a really powerful mana dork. I like it a lot. And it's a snake. It is, but we're not trying to also get a whole lot of benefit of multiple land drops or anything like that. You, we don't have to. We don't have to. We're gonna. Yeah. We're basically going to be able to just sync it up a little bit. and We're not going to ramp into the sun with Lotus Cobra, but we are going to go into fifth gear from fourth pretty easily here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's an obvious one to me. We're gonna put so many cards in everybody else's hand. Jessica's will is is a uh, it has to right. Uh, it, it's famous at this point for kind of exploding off of its set. But two generic and a red for a sorcery. Choose one if you can if you control a commander as you cast the spell. You may choose both. Add a red for each card in target opponent's hand. Which oh yeah, 
likely to be a lot. I like that. Uh, and then the other is exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. This is one of those rare instances where we're, I'm not super like, oh yeah, the value of exiling the top three. Because assuming you're going to have a lot of cards yeah. <laughs> as you're playing this deck. That's but a really still, good include. It's a, it's a good card. I mean, it's a good card regardless, but it definitely fits in this deck as well. I love it. As That's, I type uh, it in completely incorrectly. We uh, we briefly mentioned it before. Cryptolith Rite yep. is a one and a green enchantment. Creatures you control have, tap and add one mana of any color. Mm. Um, it's not necessarily quite as good as earthcraft but uh sure let's check that price and it's only nine dollars now nine dollars is a lot of money but not compared to to 180 dollars yeah i was gonna say cryptolith right i'm pretty sure used to be more so i am all for this oh yeah um i i have another creature that i want to include uh again this is us going a little bit out of order here um is it okay for us to include spark double in this deck because i want two zyrus please (laughs) i think I think that's okay. Okay, perfect. I don't know if I'd call that a ramp, but it's uh, not. But it's here, and I love it. Uh, Spark Devil for each generic blue for a zero zero illusion. But you may have Spark Devil enter as a uh, enter the battlefield as a copy of a creature or planeswalker you control, except it enters with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. If it's a creature, it enters with additional loyalty counter on it. If it's a planeswalker, and it isn't legendary. If that permanent is legendary. I would like to make two snakes for every card. I would like to swing two Zyruses. Zyri? I don't I don't know what the multiple of Zyrus is, but I know that Spark Double means that I'm gonna have to pay attention to that conversation. Yeah. Um it's difficult to resist a nice double commander effect when yeah. it's appropriate, and I think it's definitely appropriate here. Listen, if we're gonna do double if we're gonna talk about doubling our tokens. Why don't we talk about doubling our commander to double our tokens? Perfect. Double your fun. Double double all of the fun. Uh, Anything else that we're looking at here besides the mainstays of ramp, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't really have to get into uh, all those mainstays. We can just look at a a couple others here. Perfect. Yeah, Mike, um, I have a a soft spot for this one because you know how much I love Eldrazi. Awakening (laughs) Zone. Oh, sure. Two and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may create a 0-1 colorless Eldrazi spawn creature token, and it has sacrificed this creature to add a colorless. Um, it just slowly churns out that value. It's a token when it needs to be, and it's mana when it needs to be. And Mike, I'll tell you right now, nobody in their right mind would ever remove such a slow <laughs> enchantment like this. But you play it turn three, uh, you're going to be getting a lot of value out of this by the end of the game. Yeah, it does that. It, it does that. I like that. And it that. is this still is... ramp, right? Because you're going to get one mana. Now, it's it's not repeatable ramp, but you're going to get that one mana next turn. Uh, so you have that extra mana to, to cast a five mana spell on turn four. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm yeah. I'm good with it. Oh, hey, what's the uh, what's up? What's the planeswalker that adds mana for each creature you control? That's uh, Xenagos, isn't it? I think so. So then it goes to the Planeswalker version? Yeah, the Reveler, I think. I think so. Do we want to include that? Let me take a peek. It's four mana, I think. Yeah. Um, especially for ramp, we want to try to keep it lower. Yeah, lower. Most yeah. of our ramp to be in the one and two mana part. We can have oh. a few in the three mana value. Anything yeah. above that, I, I would have 
reservations about calling ramp if not totally including fine. it. So let's let's look at yeah, Xenagos the Reveler is two red green for a legendary planeswalker Xenagos. And the main ability we're looking at here is the plus one ability at X mana in any combination of red and or green, where X is the number of creatures you control. Um, it is a nice one. You you have to worry a little bit about this, right? Because this oh, is sure. different from something like Earthcraft or Cryptolith, right? Where mm-hmm. you can eke out that value, um, you know, over time, and and it doesn't even really matter how many tokens you have at that time because whatever you have you'll be able to make it work but with something like xenagos right how long is this thing going to stay on the battlefield you want to play this when you're already ahead with a bunch of creatures so you can get that activation and then probably after that somebody will blow it up um, well that's fair how about how about a different one uh okay. because cryptolith right is cool but yeah. i would like cheaper cryptolith right um okay. how about song of Frey elise yeah, Song of Freilis, yep. So uh, it's a saga, which is cool, because when it enters the battlefield and after you draw step, you add a lore counter, and you sacrifice after three. Uh, one and a green for an enchantment that for the first two uh, turns, until your next turn, creatures you control gain tap, add one mana of any color. So for two turns, it's a cryptolith, right? But then on turn three, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Those creatures gain Vigilance, Trample, and Indestructible until end of turn. So it's Cryptolith right with a time bomb attached to Cryptolith it. right now. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about one more ramp piece that might... Sure. We couldn't possibly get away with not including this one. Okay. Sakura Tribe Elder. Yeah. Is Snake one boy. the green for the creature Snake Shaman. He's a 1-1. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. It's Steve. Sacrifice Sakura Tribe Elder. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped and then shuffle. Of I dig it. Of course we're including Steve. Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's an auto-include a lot of times anyway. Right. But come on. Like, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Okay, so... We'll probably be including more ramp than that, but that's that's a good start for now. Let's look at normally this would be the time we would talk about draw. Um and we will be having spells in our deck that will help us with draw because this is very important. Mike and I have talked about this. You can't just rely on your commander and mm-hmm. on group hug effects to supply you with all the draw you need. You have to be oh. selfish sometimes. So we will be including some draw effects mm-hmm. that are in our colors, uh, things like Ristic Study and Mystic Remora, all those really high value cards. I think those are a good include in here. And, and we just can't afford to ignore ourselves, right? We have to make the deck work, so we'll need some draw cards too. I don't think that we really need to get into which specific draw spells we'll be running um, because I think that uh, we have some some more stuff to get into right now. Yeah, and let's uh, be real. We talked about it a little bit on the group draw. Group draw yeah. is still draw, especially if it's something it where is. it's prosperity. Hey, I need to draw some cards right now, right. so everybody's going to draw some cards. Maybe Zyrus, running but it's still draw. Like Blue Sun Zenith cards like yeah. that. You can use them on yourself, right? You yeah, don't exactly. Use them on someone else. Um, so let's move over to removal. Right? Okay. Because every deck needs removal. Sure. Let's look at some different options that we have here. 
I mean, do, do we want to start with with spot removal or do we want to start with board? Or do we want to start with uh, sweepers? Let's let's start with sweepers. Okay. And uh, blasphemous act is the first include, right? Yeah, Blasphemous Act is the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so go ahead and talk to us about Blasphemous Act as I type it in to our uh, our, our deck base as, here. As you struggle to type it in. I would just, I, hey, thank you for auto-correcting cor- auto uh, Tapped Out. I appreciate you. Blasphemous Act is eight and a red for a sorcery. This spell costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. And Blasphemous Act deals 13 damage to each creature. Yep. Um, it's probably the most aggressively costed board wipe in the entire game that, yeah. I mean, what, what, what else can you say about it? Mm-hmm. It's uh, phenomenal. And I think some listeners and a lot of players in general, we've talked about this, Mike, when you're playing a board forward strategy, like tokens, you're committing a lot to the board. Mm-hmm. You might be reticent to include board wipes because you're thinking, well, why would I include a card that hoses my entire board? Like I'm screwed now. Okay, that's fair, but you're not always going to have a large commitment to the board. You're not always going to be in a position where your board remaining intact is more important than winning. What if somebody else has a better board state? These are things that happen all the time. We need to have these wraths in here, and Blasphemous Act is one of the best of the best, Mike. Here's the other weird part about uh, token decks when it comes to board wipes. I think everybody that thinks that way has it opposite your ability to generate a board state oh yeah thrives off the ability to get out a whole lot of bodies really quickly so what would the problem be in wiping the board theoretically you're going to recover from that as fast if not faster than everybody else That's yeah it's going to take your turn to do it maybe because most of the board wipes that we're looking at are going to be sorcery speed but if you did it once, you can do it again. All of your creatures going to the graveyard really means a couple of creatures going to the graveyard command zone. And the rest, well, they're not really cards. They're tokens. You can get those back. Other people that's, are going to lose a lot more new point, Mike. That's, uh, I think that that's really salient, actually. Um, but we can actually have it both ways. We can have our cake and eat it, too, with a card like Mog Infestation. You remember this one. I talked about it a yeah, little bit ago. Yeah, of course I do. I love this card. Three red red for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures target player controls. For each creature that died this way, that player creates two 1-1 one, one red goblin creature tokens. Yep. So love versatile. It. Mike, I would just as soon and maybe even sooner cast this on my own board yes. than I would cast it on someone else's. But think about this. I mean, you need to blow up, say four or five things they're big things they're really dangerous okay you gave them 10 tokens you have way more tokens than that so you're okay Other or people are even if you don't you have the ability to get tokens like it, it's right. one of those things where okay worst case scenario now you have 10 one one goblins and i've got six snakes cool i can live with that right. you know it, it's it's not that much of a value difference i'm good with it well alternatively you have six snakes, and then you blow your own board up. Now you have 12 goblins. Which is always fun. Yes. Um, I do want to look into my favorite political board wipe, uh, Coercive Portal. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, for generic for an artifact, will of the council at the beginning of your upkeep, starting with you. Each player votes for carnage or homage. If carnage gets more votes, sacrifice coercive portal and destroy all non-land permanents. If homage gets more votes or the vote is tied, draw a card. This is when you're talking about a value engine. This this isn't crazy. Like there is not a ton of value on this. There doesn't need to be. It's there doesn't it, need to be. It's it just warps the entire board around itself. It's fun. It's so cool to have a rattlesnake out there. And this is a rattlesnake. Because now, whenever you're going to cast a thing, whenever you're going to commit something to the board, you have to see how everyone else is doing. And you have to threat assess your board to see if I play this, is everybody going to vote to blow up the board because this is too powerful? Right. I, maybe they'll blow up the board because you're too powerful. Maybe. And that's maybe. a nice uh, you know, limiter. Um, I dig it. Let's talk about another kind of political board wipe. More group hug than political. But sure. Rampage of the Clans. Okay. Uh, it's a three and a green. That's formatted for an instant. So yeah, I nice. saw this. Destroy all artifacts and enchantments. Very nice. For each permanent destroyed this way, its controller creates a three, three green centaur creature token. Uh, that's group hug right there. And Mike, instant speed, destroy all artifacts and enchantments. I don't know if you noticed, but our deck is mostly worried about token creatures. Yeah. So I think we're mostly okay with this one. Yeah, what I said earlier as far as token uh, decks need to be more willing to include board wipes because they mm -hmm. can repopulate better. Well, you know what? Fine. If you if you decide I'm wrong, Mike doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, great. Put Rampage of the Clans in there and just do that instead. <laughs> wipe every wipe all the things that aren't your tokens. Your Go. Soul Ring is now a centaur, which honestly kind of neat. As far as, as as far as a theme, just taking all the enchantments and artifacts and turning them into centaurs, literally a rampage of the clans. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about some uh, some spot removal options. Yes. Because not everything has to be a sweeper. Oh. Um, and in now green tends to be a bit more deficit in board wipes, but in spot removal, oh, we're mm -hmm. we're really cooking. We got oh. peace within. What am I? Favorite spells in the game, two and a green. Green and blue. Holy Burn cow. Instant destroy target permanent. Its controller creates a 3 3 green beast token. Love it. I love everything about it. It hits every permanent. It hits lands and it's planeswalkers. And they get the 3 3 token, which is right on theme for us, Mike. Mm -hmm. What else we got? Uh, well, I mean, leaning away from green for just a second here, both a targeted removal and wipe in its own way. Vandal Blast. We're not dealing with a whole lot of. Yeah, good call. Artifacts, and frankly, even if we were, Vandal Blast absolutely goes in there. Uh, yeah. Artifact decks, no. Mana Rocks, no. We're snakes. Only snakes. <laughs> Vandal Blast. That's going in for sure. Well, let's read it for our, for our dear listeners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Vandal Blast is one red. So it's a red for a sorcery. It says destroy target artifact you don't control. However, you can overload it for four and a red. Uh, you may cast this spell for its overload cost. If you do, change its text by replacing all instances of target with each. It's a really long way to say, for a red, destroy target artifact you don't control. For five, four and a red, destroy all artifacts you don't control. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, by itself, real good. If somebody's going crazy, if everybody's going crazy, or if you just need to finally pull away, good way to do that is get rid of everybody's mana rocks. Good thing Absolutely. you're not dealing with a whole lot of mana rocks. 
Yay, green. And uh, you mentioned blue. Blue has this trifecta of mm-hmm. spot removal spells that are just punching way above its weight class. I'm talking about Pongify, Rapid Hybridization, and Reality Shift. Yep. Uh, Pongify and, and Rapid Hybridization are effectively the same spell. They're a blue one-mana instance. You'll blow up a creature, and then you'll make uh, its controller makes a 3-3 token. So those are both phenomenal. Reality Shift is even stronger for mm-hmm. one in a blue instant exile target creature. Its controller manifests the top card of its library, and that means that they'll uh, take the top card of their library, put it face down on the battlefield, and then it's a 2-2 with no attributes. Yep. Um, blue just has spot removal that it really shouldn't be having, frankly, in my opinion. Yeah, and the other one that I was looking into was Raven Form. Uh, yeah. Two generic and a blue for a sorcery exile target artifact or creature. Its controller creates a 1-1 blue bird creature token with flying, but you can also foretell it for a blue. It means during your turn you may pay two generic and exile that card from your hand face down and cast it on a later turn for its foretell cost. So it's going to cost you three mana. It's just whether or not it's going to cost you three mana on one turn or divided by two. You know, in right. Again, exiling an artifact or creature. That's pretty powerful. Just having a variability and being able to get a discount on it later, Ravenford is, is it remains one of my favorite cards from that set. Yeah, absolutely. That thing is, and it's a common in yep. blue. Yep. One of the best spot removal spells printed in years in blue. It's almost insulting. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> Uh, let's, I have one here. Let me see if I can find it. About, oh yeah. Got to talk about this one, Mike. I'm talking about Null Mage Shepherd. Okay. It's for three and a green. This is in my Vanifar deck again. We're pulling out all the stops. It's a creature elf shaman two, four with the activated ability. Tap four untapped creatures you control. Destroy, target, artifact, or enchantment. And Mike, this doesn't have a tap symbol on it. Because sometimes, it's supposed to be able to tap itself, because it's not other. You're going to make more than enough creatures. It's fine. Yeah, this Holy allows you to cow. pretty much control the board. Yep, anything else we want to get into here? Yeah, let's uh, see if we have any further includes we want to talk about. Um, I'll mention Cross and Grip, because this card is extremely strong. Two and a green for sure. an instant with split second. That means that spells uh, can't be cast and abilities can't be activated while the spell's on the stack. And it says destroy target artifact or enchantment. Um, Like, this card is a combo stopper. Yes. The only thing that gets around this is if somebody's combo involves altars, sacrificing creatures for mana, because those are mana abilities. That's really the only kind of combo that this can't stop. Very, very nice card. see if we have any others on theme for our deck. Yeah, we forgot about this one too. Resculpt, another blue one. One to blue for an instant. Exile target artifact or creature. Its controller makes a 4-4 blue-red elemental creature token. That's on a common. Value like that on a common, Mike. Because it is the downside of we give our <laughs> opponent a token. Oh, well, our opponents are going to be giving us a whole lot of tokens, so it's okay. Yes, they are. <laughs> I think that'll cover us for spot removal for now. I'm good with that, yeah. Oh, we can talk about this one last one. Uh, always special place in my heart. Artifact Mutation. Gotta talk about Artifact Mutation. Red and green, two mana for an instant. Destroy target artifact. It can't be regenerated. 
create X 1-1 green Sapperling creature tokens where X is that artifact's mana value. Sure. Well, I mean, we're already making things. Let's just make more. Yeah, I love it. Make more things. Blow it up. Listen, the snakes have to have something to eat. Maybe they eat plants. I don't think they eat plants. So the snakes have to have something to eat, Mike. Let's wrap up this deck tech, this okay. live deck tech, by talking about how we're going to win the game. And yes. I alluded to it earlier. I think that our main win con is going to be going wide, right? We already have all these cards that support us going wide, meaning that we're making a bunch of snakes. All of those snakes will be viable for combat. Even though they're all one ones, it doesn't matter when you have a lot of them. So we can talk about all of the big green pump spells that we get to take advantage of, sure. such as Overwhelming Stampede, yeah. Crater Hoof Behemoth, Triumph of the Hordes, one of my personal favorites, which is two and double green four mana for a sorcery until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample and infect. Triumph. Triumph of the of Hordes. the Hordes. Um... But we also have other options, right? We have simple stuff like Beastmaster Ascension that's kind of fallen out of our meta. Just two and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control attacks, put a quest counter on Beastmaster Ascension. And as long as it has five or more quest counters on it, then creatures you control have plus five, plus five. Now, that's not just good for swinging out with an Alpha Strike and winning with all of our 6-6 six, six snakes. That's mm -hmm. also going to pump our commander and make it into a big snake making machine and make even yep. more snakes. Yep. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna lean really hard into winning. Um, let's talk about well, I mean, we can talk about a couple more. Uh yeah, pump sure. all, pump the squad. I mean, yeah, you've got your overwhelming stampede, like you said. Uh you frankly, just any kind of overrun effect, depending mm -hmm. on your board state, is gonna win is gonna be able to do that pretty quickly. Um, I wanted to lean into some, yeah, we're going to base it off of snakes. I mean, Perforos, God of the Forge, absolutely belongs in a win con for this deck. Oh, yeah. Three generic and a red for a 6-5 indestructible legendary enchantment creature god. Uh, as long as your devotion to red is less than five, Perforos isn't a creature, which is fine. That's not why we're putting him in here. We're putting him in there because whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, Perforos deals two damage to each opponent. And for two and a red, creatures you control get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. You can pump your snakes. Your snakes hit people when they are. They... Perforos is going to hurt everybody when you make snakes. And yeah, he's going to make painful. bigger, really solid, like Perforos a lot. That's a nice pick, Mike. And if we mention Perforos, we have to talk about Impact Tremors, which mm -hmm. is the same thing as Perforos, but it's just an enchantment. Uh, for one and a red, that's two mana. It's an enchantment that says, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, Impact Tremors deals one damage to each opponent. Um, only two mana, and this enchantment can pretty rapidly end the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. In fact, if you if you put it in there in the right moment, it can end the game the turn that it comes out. So Yes that'll that'll do it you know more times than not um not too worried about that you know sometimes we got to make sure that we can do the big move and mm -hmm. to do the big move we need to be able to take care of it immediately so you know i'm i'm not going to go into each one but haste enablers is pretty big when you're trying to make a bunch of snakes if you can make the snakes yeah. before your combat so Fervor, Hammer of Perforos. We always, we already mentioned uh, Concordant Crossroads. Yeah, ex yes. There's, there's a couple in there 
Um, but a couple of haste enablers, I think, are pretty good. Uh, Mike, you want to talk about haste enablers? Rhythm of the Wild yeah. is one red green for an enchantment. Creature spells you control can't be countered. Now, that's really nice for Zyrus because we would hate for Zyrus to be countered. Um, but it also says non-token creatures you control have riot. Uh, they'll enter the battlefield with your choice of a plus one, plus one counter or haste. This won't affect our baby snakes, so maybe it's not an include, but um, it depends on how many time. creatures we end up with. Right, exactly. And and how we get them, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not bad by any means. The other one that I wanted to look at here, we can talk about wrecking people and everything like that. Um, one of the cards that I like as a player removal, uh, Cerebral Vortex. Okay. So one generic blue-red for an instant. Target player draws two cards. Then Cerebral Vortex deals damage to that player equal to the number of cards they have drawn this turn. Oh, my would you... Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is one that I saw earlier on the player draw, but this can take somebody out pretty quickly. You have lots of card draw effects for everybody. You hit somebody with Zyrus. They take damage from Zyrus. Then you say, okay, for all the cards that you drew off Zyrus, for all the cards you drew off the other stuff that I got going on here, draw two more cards, then take 15. That's a yeah, good Mike, way to you, remove you somebody You want to talk quickly. about uh, removing someone based on how many cards are in their hand? We have to talk about my OG, Vicious... Ugh. Let's try that again. My uh-huh. OG... Vicious Shadows. Up oh, there it is. That was I, that red. was the next one. <laughs> For an enchantment, whenever a creature dies, you may have Vicious Shadows deal damage to target player equal to the number of cards in their hand. And we're going to have those players have a lot of cards in their hand, Mike. Yep. And I think and that we're going to have a lot of creatures that can die, too. Yep. We, we've got plenty of sacrifice outlets for all these tokens. And this is important, right? It's seven mana, but... It's easy to misread. It doesn't say whenever a creature, a player controls, that player uh, takes damage equal to the number of cards in their hand. It's whenever any creature dies, any you, player. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's it, a lot of freedom. It it it, it wrecks things. <laughs> it's it's it, extremely dangerous. Here's the thing. You said it. Seven man is a lot. It However, ends the game. If it's a seven mana, I win the game this turn. Yeah that's fine there yeah. you know expropriate is nine mana this is less yeah. uh, uh if we're talking about non-traditional win conditions mm-hmm. i find that i mean it's a token deck so right. we can put epic struggle into it and i'm super thrilled epic struggle yeah uh two generic and a green and green green so four mana enchantment that says at the beginning of your upkeep if you control 20 or more creatures you win the game this leans into what we like to do hey here it is. Here is my win. If you take care of it, cool. If you don't, I win the game. Has to take get around the board. At the, at the Snake King. Yeah. <laughs> Come for the crown. Hiss. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the uh, <laughs> that's the thing about this deck, right, is it's all in good fun. So something like that, and like we said in previous episodes, announcing that this is an incipient threat. This is happening right now. I am making a play to win the game, so you guys all need to figure out something or this game is over. And then if the game does end, no one's like, oh my god, I didn't even know that was going to happen. No. There's no feel-bads. Yeah, exactly. There's Um, no feel-bads. You're not hiding behind a wall or anything. Right. You know, it just is there. Um, There is one more pumper that I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, 
not the strongest, but perhaps the most appropriate. Uh, and that's Oran Frostfang. For three green green. Five mana, snow creature snake. It's a 2-6. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. And whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. I mean, oh no, drawing cards. Uh, I hate it. So terrible. No, this is this is this is one of those pretty epic cards for a reason. Um, there was one more I wanted to kind of give a shout out to, just as a. I don't. It, it doesn't win you the game, but it makes you such a problem the entire time for three mana. Bow mm-hmm. of Night. One generic green green for a legendary enchantment artifact. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. That's all I care about. I, the idea that I am going to be able to swing out with these snakes, even if they're just one ones, we haven't done any of the anthem effects or anything crazy to build them up. They're one one death touchers that you're replenishing. But there's also the fact that you are going to be drawing so many cards. And you might be in a you might be in a state where you are worried about milling yourself out. I like the added benefit of being able to tap Bow of Nylea, one generic and a green to tap to choose one, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature, or Bow of Nylea does two damage to target creature with flying, or you gain three life, or put four target cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. That's I like nice having utility. that little I like that built-in effect of Oh no, I'm going to mill out. Well, I'm going to put four cards from my graveyard back into my deck. Right. And if you're really in that danger, great. You know exactly what you're going to want to get to get out of it, and you're going to be drawing it pretty soon. And this I is just, worth talking about, right? This is a good pick. You talked about one that gives death touch. I talked about one that gives death touch. And here's our mini judge corner. Mike, what happens if a creature has both death touch and trample? Well, I'll tell you. Oh, you get to assign the damage. So you can assign one damage, kill right. a thing, you and then assign the rest with of the trample before trampling yeah. through. With death touch, lethal is one damage. Yeah. So all of that meat that your opponents would normally be blocking you with in their last desperate attempt to stop you from swinging through, well, now you only have to assign one damage, no matter how big that blocker is, and the rest just tramples on through. It's pretty nice. It makes pretty trample nice. even better. Uh, I do dig that. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm just noticing here that Merkfiend Liege is on this deck. <laughs> on this, on this. Deck. I love a good Merkfiend Liege. Merkfiend Liege probably needs to go in here just to. Hey, I would like to untap all That's of value and make them a little bit bigger. But especially because we're using these snakes to do a bunch of other stuff rather than just attack. We're also sometimes tapping. we're tapping them for mana. Sometimes we're tapping them to yeah. tap other things down. Yeah, Merkfiend Liege is definitely in here. Merkfiend Liege is a two and triple Simic. That's blue and green hybrid for five mana total. A creature horror. Other green creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Other blue creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Untap all green and or blue creatures you control during each other player's untap step. And it's a four, four. So... Our snakes are getting plus one, plus one. Zyrus yep. is getting plus two, plus two. Yep. And we are untapping our entire board other yep. than red creatures. That's that's good. That'll do it. That'll do like, it. There's another alternate win con okay. that I want to put in here. And this is the Magus of a banned card. Yes. Right, we've talked about this one. It's one of my all-time favorites. It, it was on the list. Shaman. 
of Forgotten Ways. Oh yeah, two and a green, creature human shaman. It's a two three with the mana ability. Tap, add two mana in any combination of colors. Spend this mana only to cast creature spells. That's nice. That's a nice ramp option. Mm -hmm. Let's check out the formidable ability. Nine green green, tap 11 mana. Each player's life total becomes the number of creatures they control. Activate only if creatures you control have total power eight or greater. Uh, yeah, this will swiftly <laughs> end the game. Yeah. Uh, this is the Magus of, uh, what is it? Magus of the Biorhythm, which says the same thing as this, but it's not on a creature, it's a sorcery. And holy moly, Mike, you don't have to wipe the board to win with this. You can just leave the board intact. I have 20 snakes. My left total is 20. How many creatures do you have? Oh, four? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Put this out there. Uh, tap. Great. Cool. And now uh, swing with seven snakes. Four damage to, to that player, right? <laughs> yep. It's so much easier to kill them now. Yep. Nope. I like it. There, there's a lot of win cons uh, in this deck <laughs> as far as what you can well, do because yeah, well. you're. That's what I like about Zyrus, though. Because, and, and I'm not saying that, oh, there's a lot of win cons. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can go. You can pump right. your team. You can pump Zyrus. You can go for a draw. You know, it is really easy to combo off with this commander into a lab man or lab jace and draw your deck out if you really want to you can really hit that force fruition and you can try and mill people out there's a different type of way that you can go with this deck which is why i'm pretty pumped about us going more into the you know group huggy aspect we want to give people cards we want to give people value because we're going to get more out of it absolutely um, I think that that just about covers it. Now, uh, off the mic, we will mm -hmm. do some cuts. Uh, we'll release a finalized deck list, and uh, <laughs> we're and, currently e six cards that we have talked about and said we should add it. Eighty six. Yeah, we haven't even done our lands yet. So yeah, we've done um, a couple, but basically we need to make like right. thirty cuts. <laughs> so let us know if in the future you would want to. Uh, here our process for cutting cards and talking about sort of the the pruning process of getting a deck yeah. ready because that process takes longer and uh, and we don't usually think that that's appropriate for for a podcast episode but if you all feel differently then we'd love to to do that on air for now though that's where we're going to end our deck tech mic yep. alex and i made a deck in a little bit less than two hours off of a concept as far as tuning it and actually deciding what's going to be cut probably going to take a little bit longer than that but um here you go uh timothy pike thank you very much for the recommendation uh because this was fun and yeah we got to group hug something that you and i thought is a group hug commander but oh, we yeah. can also see why it isn't uh if you want to see a group hug commander or if you want to see a commander that isn't group hug and see if there's a way to turn it into one let us know uh alex if they wanted to talk to you directly how would they do that Sure, Mike. Uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Lappermedic. That's L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. Or you can email me at alex at .com. Yeah, and for us, you can let us know in our Discord, which we're going to be including in the show notes, as well as going ahead and putting the actual deck tech link on tapped out for this deck once it's finalized, which, again, is going to be when we release the episode. Uh, you can contact us on Twitter at EDH underscore social, or you can do what Timothy did 
And you can email us at the social contract EDH at gmail.com. Um, also, if you decide that you really like this deck and you want to support us, great. You can use our affiliate link, go to TCG player, and you're going to be able to help us out in doing so and buying the cards for this deck. Don't buy all the cards, obviously. Earthcraft, if you want it, go ahead and go get it. Uh, you can do I, what I, I do is, is you'll yeah. press that TCG player button. You'll add mm -hmm. all the cards to your shopping cart, mm -hmm. and then I'll go through and I'll cut every card above a certain dollar amount, whether for you that's $10, above 5 above $2. Um, that's a really easy way to make a lot of rapid cuts. Hot tip for you. Absolutely. And, and it's a good way to figure out what we're going to do. Uh, that said, uh, we don't, we're going to have to do some mana cuts here, probably, based off yeah, uh, of... Yeah, I mean, we... Listen, <laughs> we're flawed people. Battle we cruiser. love battle cruiser, but when we make our cuts, we want to have a nice lean mana curve and not have too many of those seven mana beaters in there, right? Or, or hear me out. No. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Uh, we'll talk to you in the very near future. And Alex, I'm going to let you know, we might not be as bad off as you think. Our average CMC is 3.32. It's high. Holy it's moly. not that high. That's we did it. low for what we've been adding. We did it, buddy. All right. All right. Until next week, all of you take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.